Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. KMA Audio Machine's comprehensive range of premium effects pedals are extremely impressive, coupling some of the best-looking graphics and best-sounding circuits with some of the most original reimaginations of classic effects pedals that we've ever seen. From the wild and soaring high-gain distortion of the worm to the classic ripping fuzz tones of the Fuzzly Bear, Minos and Dead Stag, the swirling phaser of the Astro Spurt, the treble to full range, Stock Her treble booster, the synthy octaves of the Moyai Mayer and the Queequeg, to the incomparably expansive wash of delays and verbs from the Cirrus and the uniquely controlled mid-accentuated drive of the incredibly dynamic Logan. The list is comprehensive, and every pedal offers something original and unique to KMA's penchant for extreme controllability. Available worldwide from leading guitar effects pedal dealers, and for more info, check out kma-machines.com. Introducing possibly the ultimate recording solution for guitarists everywhere, the Two Notes Captor X. Playing your tube amp in a great sounding room with an exceptional choice of perfectly matched speaker cabinet and microphones is truly joyous and an unparalleled experience. The Torpedo Captor X is for tube amp lovers who crave this every time they play, no matter the environment. Play your tube amp at its sweet spot and control your volume with the attenuator anywhere. You can even enjoy your 100 watt rig in silence with an immersive headphone experience. Fed up with lifting heavy cabinets, inconsistent sound and stage volume issues, go direct to the PA and audio interface with studio grade cabinet simulations. Wish to explore a legendary backline of speaker cabinets and microphones? Pair Torpedo Captor X with your phone, tablet or computer using Torpedo Remote. No other compact reactive load box offers such universal control of the miking chain. And with dual miking per cabinet, you may never need to use a real mic again. Check out the Two Notes Torpedo Captor X at 2-notes.com. Hello and welcome to the 270th episode of the world's number one guitar podcast, 
the Guitar Nerds podcast. Ooh, I tripped up on myself there. I am your he's, host, he's, Joe t- he's, t- he's turned the words around and he's totally <laughs> lost it. He's I forgotten how to do it in English. Absolutely I'm, lost where I was going there. After uh, these weeks anyway. of doing it in various different languages, you've forgotten how to yes, actually do it in actually English. Actually do it in English, yes, that's I right. I also like how you highlighted the fact that this is like number the 270 or something. I think that's a big landmark, 270. Of, um, and yet you still cannot say hello and welcome to my pony little guitar shop. <laughs> well, yes, absolutely. Anyway, I am your host, Joe Branson, joined this week by Mark Packham. Hello there. Jay Cross. That's my name. And Matthew Knight. I'm last this week. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, yes. Anyway, so on this week's podcast, um, there's actually a lot of news that has built up. We're going to be talking about new guitars. how news works. News well, doesn't build up. <laughs> no. Well, we haven't spoken about this news. It does, so when, you're, yeah, be... it does when you're not a reputable uh, source yeah. of information. Yeah, exactly, exactly. When you're not sort of actually getting round to the news for week after week. Yes, it does build up. Um, but yeah, there's going to be exciting things. News from Mesa Boogie, uh, Matt Bellamy doing a collaboration with Court. There's new stuff from Drybell. I probably shouldn't introduce all this stuff because we always end up not actually talking about it. But anyway, that's what we're going to aim to talk about. We're going to aim to cover those three things. Um, but before we go any further, we should, of course, introduce our new patrons that have joined the Guitar Nerds podcast community over on patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds um so hello and welcome or thank you for upgrading to philip carter and jim welters thank you both for upgrading to a higher tier i appreciate you and welcome aboard and uh, to reese lancaster mike mccrudden thank you very much for for joining us and then also thank you to zane burry walt mart and Wade Rose. Why do you keep doing this every week? Fake <laughs> Patreons. I wanted to see if you noticed or not. I was going to see. Gonna I was waiting for you to do it after Alton <sighs> Tower last week. Yeah, <laughs> that was off the top of my head. That wasn't actually that creative. But I thought Zanebury instead of Sainsbury's. Okay. Waltmart for yeah. Walmart. And Wade Rose for Wade Rose. Yeah. Jokes are always much funnier when you explain them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, you know, that took me time. You know, ser- serious time. I-, I went through like, what what could I do? Should I do? I was thinking about doing like, can I make any guitar brands? S- cereals were an option at one point. Cereals, uh, cereals. Yeah, I was trying to think of cereals like types of car stuff like that. Uh, uh, foliage, you Mr. know, like K-Lox. trees, things like that. But you know, I eventually settled on supermarkets. Um, I'm also going to Facebook if there is a Zane Burry at a Walt Mart and a Wade Rose and see if they do actually want to join because that would be even better if I could legitimately get these people on the Patreon. Maybe I'll offer to pay for it or something. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, so that is introducing our new patrons. Oh, we've got a lot to cover. And some fake ones. And I'm some not, fake ones. I'm not sure I like this segment. No? Shall I get rid of it? Shall I just I think, introduce the focus on the real people? I think that's probably for the best. The people yeah. that have paid money to be recognised. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're absolutely right because, uh, you know, old Wade Rose, he just got that for free. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not a contributor and he just got a shout out. Um, so, you know, there you go, Wade. Freebie for you. Anyway, so this week we uh, we received a new guitar at Guitar Nets HQ. We, got, we had to... Oh, God, it was horrible. I had to send back the Reverend Jetstream 390, the um, the shrimp foam pink triple P90 
gorgeous reverence every, that we've been every time you say that about. every time you say that i really want some of those little foam shrimps <laughs> yeah well there you go i tried to i looked at getting some pick and mix delivered what in lockdown and i was like i'm sure this would be fine but something about getting like pick and mix sweets you know just like the connotations of pick and mix sweets which is like loads of people like diving in and like picking them out and, and what pick yeah. and mix yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that's not enough my mum wouldn't let us do it, like, you know, before there was a pandemic going on. I mean, I, I'm talking about, like, 50... I'm talking about, like, 25 years ago. I had to think about how old I was there. It's not like, you know, I've, I I called up my mum in February and was like, it's right if I get some pick-a-mix, mum. <laughs> you know, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to place that order. I'm sure it would be fine. I'm sure it was hygienic, but just the thought of it... They spray, be- it, with, they spray it with bleach before yeah, it leaves. Yeah, it's washed with it's fine, yeah, it's yeah, fine yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, well, anyway, we had to send back that lovely uh, Reverend Jetstream 390, which was an absolutely fantastic guitar. We had to send it back because it, it was the last one. So it was a limited edition run um, that Merchant City Music have. Limited edition because it's in that colour specifically for Merchant City Music, as we spoke about a couple of weeks on the podcast. But unfortunately, they, they sold through the lot of them, which I'm not surprised at. Um, so, so that was the, the last one. So if you buy it now, I mean, it's probably gone by now cause I sent it back last week, but you know, if you buy one now, remember it has been touched by me. Um, no one wants that. <laughs> uh, but yes, we, we did get something else in its place. We got the Greg Koch T style, um, guitar, which is that we've spoken about it briefly. So it's a, it's a, yeah, a, a, a sort of bound T style guitar in a, in a gorgeous, rich red, very 50s, like a Cabernita-style scratch plate, but a very thick scratch plate, single ply, and also a little plate, a little surround for the neck pickup as well. Um, you know, both in a in a lovely cream to match the binding. You've got that typical baked maple neck and board from Reverend with the locking tuners, the handwritten serial number. All those things are very lovely. And then just to top it off, just to, to make everything a little bit better, and a little bit more cabernetery, I guess. The the central bit of the Telecaster is, or T style, sorry, is uh, is raised from the body. Like the uh, the middle bit is 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 got a. I don't know how to describe that. Like on a um, firebird. It's like on a firebird, yeah. Yes, exactly like a firebird. Yes, exactly. So Have you just actually like said that. the name of it, this guitar? Because it's, it's not the just the Koch. signature. Oh, it's called the Gristlemaster, this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, which is very cool. And then when it comes to pickups, the pickups are kind of the, the big bit for me. But they've got these, despite the very classic look of this instrument, it has the Fishman Fluence um, pickups in the, uh, you know, in, in the bridge position. And because it's the Fishman Fluence pickups, you've got they've got that like little USB charger um, right next to the input jack uh, to keep them topped up. But also it gives you two voicing options via a little push push switch on the T style sort of control panel, so you can flick between like a fifties and a sixties style um, uh, voicing for the guitar. But my, like my goodness this is a fantastic guitar i appreciate that this is the premium end end of reverend stuff because we're now talking like 11 12 1300 pounds something around around that um but this this is absolutely fantastic i did not expect to be impressed with the fishman pickups i expected them to be very um uh i don't know just what you expect from modern pickups like a little bit 
uh, what was the word? Sterile? Sort of, yes, yeah, sterile. That's exactly the word. A bit too I, clean. I was yeah, just a bit nothing that, that, that has always kind of been my concern with, with active pickups in general when yeah. you're especially like clean active pickups is they can they can often be a little bit too polished and a little bit too refined when what i want is you know grubby and yeah. messy and it seems like these maybe are a bit more like that is yeah, that what you're suggesting i think, I think yeah. um i think with these obviously he spent a lot of time doing demos for things like wildwood he worked for fender for years he plays loads of vintage guitars so i think you know he really knows how to dial a sound in and obviously fishman using the, the kind of their fluence technology they've managed to make a really vintage sounding pickup but it's obviously totally silent um and you've actually got yeah a 50s black guard and a, and a 60s kind of um white guard telly sound on there um and actually joe what's really interesting is you say top end but yeah they're still only i think 1299 yeah. 11.99 but i mean you know you've got a 350 pound pair of pickups in there you've still got locking tuners Karina body lock it um you know all of the things you'd expect but what's yeah. really interesting is the body is actually oversized as well is it uh, yes so side by side next to a normal telly oh no actually, i just sold my last telly today i don't have anything here to compare it's it to. um they're slightly oversized because obviously he is a very tall man he's i think six foot five maybe six foot six very tall. Um, and so he was like, a normal Teddy kind of looks always a bit too small. So it's a slightly bigger body size. And then obviously you've got the raised bit, like you say, in the middle, like the Firebird. Um, I just think like spec wise, I mean, what a guitar for that money. What a guitar. See, I like when we had the Jetstream 390, I was like, I was very impressed, like more impressed than I expected to be. But I, I sort of thought when when Merchant City were like, yeah, we'll, we'll send you something else instead. I was kind of like, well, I've sort of, you know, I've I've got the feel of a of a reverend now. This will be, you know, the same sort of thing. But this is even better. Like this is an incredible instrument. I did not expect to be this blown away by it. But yeah, with, with sort of the, the kind of the modern elements of it oh it's important to notice that those fishman fluence pickups are in fact his signature gristle master versions of the fishman fluence pickup there is a pickup specifically made yes. for greg koch um but yeah um, i i i yeah. can't recommend this guitar enough it, you know even at that i when i say it's a premium price i only mean for reverend who obviously when we speak about them a lot we talk about the fact that they have a seven eight hundred pound price point so you know when you get onto sort of the 12-ish hundred pounds, which this is, it's, I, I view that as, you know, over a grand being a different sort of price area. And of course, with the Reverend stuff, it doesn't come with a case or a soft case or anything like that, which I think a lot of instruments at this sort of price point maybe do. But, um, you know, that aside, this <laughs> this guitar is absolutely incredible. I know a couple people in the uh, Guitar Nerds Facebook community, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum have already got a greg Koch. it seems to have been quite a popular model for people to get hold of um but yeah i mean I, keen, I think I'm it's keen to try it at some point i think um this is the one that stood out to me in their range that was like yeah i can i can see them you know reverent having a really good go at like a t-style guitar and doing something a bit different and you know greg's like a amazing player um i don't know much about greg koch can you give me a bit of a download basically just the 
Uh, the first thing that I remember seeing is he's got a really famous, I say fa- it was famous on YouTube, I think, before there was lots of guitar playing. And I think it was called like, damn, what was the name of the song? It had a ridiculous name, but it's basically this crazy chicken picking type country thing. And um, I think he's just been a player for years and he was really known as he did a bunch of DVDs, you know, back when um, oh, yeah. you'd walk into music stores and you could buy a bunch of different DVDs from players and stuff. And then he started doing a load of stuff for Fender. Then he was a, the main demo player for Wildwood guitars. Um, Wildwood in the States are like a incredible custom dealer. They spec some of the best custom shop Fenders, Gibsons. And he would go on there and, and do all that sort of demo stuff. And then more recently, he's been touring around as a um, as a trio, uh, him, his son, and then a guy who's actually taught. They taught the and his son's son. His son, well, his son's a drummer, and then they're touring around with a Hammond B three player. And oh, a Hammond B three cool. oh, is cool. like they are ridiculous. They are massive because they're like yeah. four tiered with like bass pedals and everything. They weigh like. 500 kilos or something ridiculous <laughs> um, and they're touring actually, around with I've that. moved one before did we talk about that I'm sure we've talked about that on the podcast before how we I had to move a Hammond into a house that I was living, living in and we had to smash the front door frame off to get it through what well, oh so, wow. so, someone that I was living with bought a Hammond and he was like oh this just needs to live in the living room for a bit I mean it ended up being there for over a year but um <laughs> Uh, yeah, basically to get it in the house, like it was too wide to go through the front door and the options were, okay, well, the van that we've used to move this has gone. So this either stays in the front garden or we get we find a way to get it into the house. And the way to get it into the house was to basically hammer the door frame off and then it just about fit through and then we had to repair the door frame. It was a bad time <laughs> all around. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Um, but yeah, just a phenomenal player. Really knows his sound, you know, knows knows tone if you want to put it in one way. Um, so I think it's a great guitar. I think it's really well designed and partially chambered as well. It is Cha- yes, chambered that's underneath, right. the, chambered uh, under the plate, under yeah. the little Cabernet style scratch plate. Yeah, it's um, yeah. which is very cool. I, I, yeah, like I say, I couldn't be more impressed with this. Obviously, you know, we speak about Revan quite a lot on the podcast. You know, listener, if you haven't, I imagine you have, but check out the entire range. It's incredible. The The thing that's that stands out for me about Reverend is just how um, comprehensive their signature roster is. And the guitars are all really interesting within their signature range. Like, um, you know, sometimes stuff can be just a bit too specific when it comes to a signature model. But most of the Reverends tend to just be incredibly dynamic or... Or the the adjustments that have made that that have been made for these signature models are more improvements than they are, uh, you know, just for a specific player. I think that's very much the case with this Greg Koch. I I love all this all the subtle things about this guitar make it a fantastic guitar. All the little bits and bobs. Can, can I just offer a slight bit of criticism here? Yes, I'm pretty sure it's cock, not Koch. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, well, Koch Cock, um, has a great guitar. 
There you go. That's uh, that's that's. What I like the. Like. Um, I don't like the color as much as I did the Jetstream, but I do like the color. Also comes in black, I yep. believe, which is which I prefer because it's a bit more. I'm I am slowly realizing. I can't remember if we've spoken about this, but I'm slowly realizing that I think the Cabernet Telecaster might be a perfect instrument in every way, shape, and form. Like. So the closer that something looks to that, uh, the more excited um, I am. Just quickly, the colours it comes available in are Wow Red, uh, Blucifer, which is a see-through blue, <laughs> uh, Pow Yellow. Then there's a Wildwood exclusive in Cockwork Orange, which yes, I think is yes. just... Yes. The... <laughs> um, then they also do Trans Black and Axis Purple. Ah, uh, um, yes, that's right. But the orange and the black are exclusive to Wildwood. Oh, I, nice I told... Um, the guys at Merchant City that they should do a pink one. Oh my um, goodness! If they did that, cool. I'd buy two. I, I actually think <laughs> the best. Charm. I think the yeah. best looking guitar they've ever done, and I think again it was a Wildwood exclusive. Um, was the Pete Anderson East Sider T, which is the more traditional T style without the kind of middle firebird bit. Um. This one in particular had P90 in the neck and Telly pickup in the bridge, which is obviously a great combination. The sides were natural, top, silver sparkle, bound Telly or bound T-style. Yes. Um, well, it looks yes. absolutely incredible. So good. Um, and some did come over to the UK, I think, and I missed out on them. I believe they were sold out before I got to get hold of one. Oh, man. Yeah, the I think I'm gonna have to buy a Reverend at some point because you know this this is just a brand that are too good to not own something by, I think. So so we'll see how that goes. Anyway, Matt Knight, uh, you you uh, of course have uh, purchased a new pedal. Talk to me about yeah, it. Yeah, I've I've waited for this for ages, and I kind of bought it on a bit of a whim. I didn't really. really? Yeah. Sorry, wait, you what? Oh <laughs> uh, no, I usually do lots of research and never buy anything on the spur of the moment. I'm certainly not addicted to eBay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's a brand that I believe we may have mentioned a couple times called Jackson Audio out of Texas. Uh, they did a pedal called the Broken Arrow, um, which is like a multi-stage uh, uh, gain overdrive pedal um and they've done a new one called the golden boy which was built in conjunction um designed with uh, joey landreth and the reason i was drawn to this was because it has midi <laughs> um and i was just keen to basically try a bunch of different midi drives and i've been using an od 200 at home as well which has been great this one is uh, all analog but what was really cool was the boost and the gain are independent of each other. You've got four different boost levels. Um, so you can, you've got a boost control on the front and it cycles between uh, 25, uh, 50, 75% and 100% boost, uh, which you can just do by um, tapping. You can tap it on and off. You hold it down. You can cycle through different boost levels. Uh, and then there's four different types of... Um, like clipping, distortion clipping, basically. Uh, so there's like a Tube Screamer style in there. There's like a Blues Breaker, King of Tone style in there. And again, you can cycle through those four different modes. You can have four different types of, yeah, I think it's like symmetrical, diode clipping, so different feels of drive. Um, but again, you can cycle through the game. 
So you can have uh, 25, 50, 75, or 100% of where you set the game pot. Uh, and you can do all of that just on the pedal itself. Um, but then you can recall all of that via MIDI as well, which I thought was very cool. Uh, got it last week. It had been stuck in customs for a little while. And it's wicked. There's so many usable gain sounds in there. But it's great to just hit both buttons and then you get another 25% gain. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great idea. That, that, that's a genuinely kind of original idea and yeah, I'd, uh, I'd very usable. Something that I hadn't really seen, you know, and I guess there are other ways to achieve it, you know, with some yeah, other but not, pedals. Not that without, MIDI, but not without using up real estate. Oh, I see. Sorry, you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah otherwise, with MIDI. Yeah. yeah. So, but this one, you know, I think it was just the fact that it's in a, it's basically in a normal, I guess if you take like an earthquake pedal, it's slightly taller. Um, but yeah, it's just, it looks very deep. Yeah, it, it kind of, it's no. I'd say it's only the same height as same height and width as like an earthquake pedal. Um, it's just much taller, I think, because they've obviously got like several circuit boards and they're trying to do a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was great that both the both the boost and the drive circuit could be used independently, and then you can cycle through different gain levels of each one of those. Um, so actually, just have a pedal on the floor, and you know, if you're going between a you know a light you know, boost and then you want to add in a bit of drive, then you want to add in more gain, boost, you know, the input of, of the distortion circuit. I was like, oh, this thing's great. It's been a, a bunch of fun. I've been messing around with that. And then a few weeks ago, I talked about the small trees, which was the class A valve preamp. Um, so that and using that for recording was just like, oh man, this is amazing. Um, so yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Definitely awesome. worth one checking out. Yeah. Well, listener, check it out. The Jackson... Uh, Jackson Audio Golden Boy Transparent Overdrive, which is two nine nine US dollars, and you can uh, you can find that on Jackson dot Audio. Um, so yeah, do do check it out. That does look incredibly uh, cool. It's good fun. Um, it's definitely good fun. Speaking of, no, I can, there's no segue here. Um, <laughs> so I was checking out. I, so I got emailed by this company um, uh, called Zero. Um, or is the product called Zero? Um, yeah. So uh, this this product, uh, so Thermion is the is the company, and the Zero is the product. So they've got a Kickstarter going for it, and uh, yeah, they sent me an email, and um, I thought it was an absolutely fantastic product and well worth investing in. So the Zero is their kind of floorboard. Um, uh, amp and preamp. I know that's not incredibly original. We were already talking about the, you know, the Ashdown Newt and the Ashdown Ant, which we gave away uh, last week. And of course, you know, we've been speaking about things like Milkman's The Amp and things like that for some time. But this zero seems like an absolutely fantastic product. So, um, so it's a it's a preamp. So you've got your uh, a floor based amplifier essentially that's got your your preamp, which will have your bass, middle, treble plus a mix and then you know like a separate control for you to run headphone out it's got two um cabinet out so you can run out into a pair of cabs but it also has an ir loaded out for you to go to the front of house uh, which is very useful and a separate stereo reverb which i think is um very cool and very usable and an effects loop uh which is which is kind of excellent so um you know, they, none of these things are, are are not things, I guess, that we've spoken about with other pedals. But 
Man, it looks absolutely fantastic. The demos make it sound really awesome. The the stereo reverb especially I was very into. I am very excited about these all-in-one solutions at the moment for everything. And this kind of seems to do everything that you need. And because it's a, a new sort of small company, um, they're doing it all via a Kickstarter, which is great because it means you can just, you know, you can just donate to get them to their target if you want. You can just donate and get no reward if you want or you can donate a little bit more and get a t-shirt they've currently got they've currently made ten thousand pounds on their kickstarter already they're aiming for twelve and a half thousand pounds um worth mentioning this i'm just looking at it right now so the normal price 595 euros um but one of the tiers uh is uh to receive one early uh, with 30% up, 413 euros, which is 372 quid. Not bad yeah. for a decent little pedalboard amplifier. And they've limited that to 20, and there are only seven of those options left. Um, so, you know, check it out, listener, uh, on, on Kickstarter. I'll have it in the, uh, in the notes of this week's podcast for Patreon listeners, but you can check that out if you just search for the Thermion Zero Dynamic Hybrid Amplifier. I'm sure you'll be able to find it on their website and on Kickstarter. Also, if you, you know, if this does sell out of the of those twenty limited thirty um, uh, percent discount options, after that there is a twenty percent or a twenty five percent. Is it thirty five percent? The first twenty five percent is the oh yeah. Uh, so there's the thirty five the thirty five percent option is the one that currently has space. After that, there is a twenty five percent option. Uh, discount. Oh yeah, the super off. early bird has gone, mm. which was the three hundred and eighty-four euros, thirty-five yeah. percent off. So yeah, it looks like um these are going to be popular. I, I mean, I just think it's yeah, it's an absolutely great product. Again, you know, it's it's not something that uh, you know other companies aren't kind of doing in some way, shape, or form. But I love the feature range on this. It, it, once again, this to me was kind of sold on the demos. I was like, oh, this is definitely cool. Floorboard amplifiers are kind of a thing. And then I listened to the demos and I was like, man, the stereo reverb sounds fantastic. The effects loop is very, very useful. The preamp is excellent and uh, is is super clean, takes drives really well. Um, this is a this is a really great product from a cool sort of smaller brand. So if you you know if you're looking for something a, a, along this line, listener, and you fancy helping out a smaller brand rather than buying from one of the big boys, this is an absolutely wonderful product. So I think they do some cool looking pedals as well. I don't know if you I haven't actually checked out the rest. If of their you range. looked further further than just the uh, yeah further than just the the amp, but yeah, they do. Uh, where are we? Six pedals. <clears throat> so there's the gasoline which is a high-octane drive. They do the Breakthrough, which is a uh, British Blizzard dual overdrive. I'm, of course, quoting the website here. Uh, The Heartbreaker, which is vintage-voiced saturation. The Uprising, which is an organic dual booster. Um, They have got the Outlaw, which has got a red knob, which none of the rest of them do, which is a soloing boosted delay, um, which sounds quite interesting. I wonder if that's an analogue delay the red knob is for the boost um that looks really cool and quite this is a fantastic looking range of bits and and then actually the last pedal and the one that actually i think looks really unique is the uh black sun which is a seattle inspired analog roto phaser um (laughs) 
that i mean it looks really cool the 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 graphic design on there is it's it's very simple it's just um black screen printed onto a silver box but the logo it looks great the artwork looks really cool like it looks you've you've got kind of the vibe of a, a city skyline there but also if you look at it it also maybe looks like just kind of uh liquid just dripping down a wall it's really interesting it's it, it looks fantastic and yeah basically it's a uh uh, from what I can see, it's basically like a Leslie emulator type pedal. Um, it'll so... be, um, I, I guess it will emulate the sound of Black Hole Sun, which is that kind yeah. of uh, rotary. I don't actually know what. I'm pretty sure it's a, it is a Leslie yeah. on that intro with a lot of gain and a slide. Um, but it's such a hard sound to get right. So I'd be really keen to hear that. I reckon that uh, sounds like it's sounds promising i should say yeah i mean um, what's cool about this is you've got um you've got so there's a two band eq um and basically it's like trebles and bass but the way they've done it is they've got they've the the treble control is for the horn and the bass control is for the drum so that would be you know exactly how you would get the tone from a leslie uh so this looks this looks really interesting there's there's really not that many uh leslie emulate like you know leslie pedals out there um that do a good job uh obviously there's a fender one but there, other than that <laughs> I, the pinwheel i think is excellent by the way the pinwheel yeah. is is the fender pinwheel leslie sim is is genuinely without you know sort of, you know without anything else it's it's an incredible sounding leslie sim i think it's it's a fantastic option for you know whatever it is less than 150 pounds this episode of guitar nerds is brought to you by shergold guitars and their latest electric guitar the provocateur Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergold Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the likes of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and So I Watch You From Afar and many others comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars. Designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle and featuring a roasted mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA-made Seymour Duncan pickups, it's easy to see why Guitarist Magazine officially voted The Provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019. You can find your nearest Shergold dealer at shergoldguitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at shergoldguitars.com. Shergold Guitars. Be your own original. One of the most popular Ernie Ball Music Man models, the John Petrucci Majesty, is being expanded with 
four brand new striking finishes, now offered in Pink Sand, Red Phoenix, Smoked Pearl and Ember Glow. The 2020 Majesty features a lightweight Akume body, signature Dimazio Rainmaker and Dreamcatcher pickups, and an onboard piezo bridge system that gives the guitar a focused and highly versatile palette of tones. Head to music-man.com to learn more. That's music-man. Now, back to the show. Yeah, but, um, you know, this does look really good, and it, it looks like um, it looks like something that's worth investigating. I think it's... Yeah. Uh, I wonder if there's any dealers in the UK. I think I had a quick look, and there was Joe's Pedals are doing it. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a handful of distributors, a uh, handful of retailers in the UK. So, yeah, be worth, be worth checking this out, seeing if they're... Uh, yeah, looks really interesting. Some so cool can, stuff going on there, more than just the uh, the zero. Yeah, more than just the zero. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I looked at this as well whilst you were talking. And the, the Thermion, Thermion.eu listener, if you want to check it out, they also do an, a range of amps, which I thought was quite impressive. Um, the, uh, the Spitfire 20-watt combo is the one that jumped out at me, which is a... It's just a dual channel 20 watt combo with two completely separated voicings, which is very cool. And the look of these amps is 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 incredible. It's it's like a it it's got this weird grill at the top, which which reminds me of um, companies like Engel and and sort of Galen Kruger. It's very modern, very sort of German looking. But then there's like this lovely old sort of sofa mesh or to, as the as the grill which is way more retro and then you get a speed stripe down the middle which reminds me of those kind of like old fender amps or that weird range of marshall amps that once happened and then when i sort of hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Like look further through the range, that that Spitfire twenty watt combo that they've got in black with a oh, no. well, raven black with I've a just white. Just seen speed what you're stripe, about to say. Custom colours, including Spitfire grey, navy blue, army green, mint green, walnut brown, wine red, and monarch orange. A fantastic range 
of colours. I'm going to be checking out these audio demos that they've got up of uh, of this amp as well. But man, this this looks like a really awesome range of kind of um, you know a sort of classic come modern look and feel they look incredibly well built i'm going to learn more about this company but yeah listener check them out uh thermion.eu i'm probably late to the pie you all probably know about this brand already but um they look really really cool really interesting can i um make a recommendation i've not played any guitar gear this week uh, i've only been playing that casino as we know Casinos are awesome. I've talked about them for enough of uh, the last couple of weeks. One other thing, because I'm still on this Beatles trip, by the way, the last episode of the uh, Gear There and Everywhere is on the Patreon this week. Um, but one thing that I have been uh, watching on YouTube is, and it loosely ties in with the Beatles, um, is lots of videos about how Mellotrons work. And now <sighs> I just want to buy a Mellotron. Mark, is this something you and I have in common? Um, have you watched, have you spent about, Two hours every day just watching videos of people taking them apart, rebuilding them, like servicing I mean, I, I them. I watch a I watch a lot of King Crimson videos. Right. Okay. Fine. Fine. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a lot. It's of one for the CV there. <laughs> what, what skills have you got? <laughs> I watch a lot of King Crimson videos. <laughs> but I watched a I watched a video where they basically yeah took one apart, rebuilt it, um, and then like walked through all the sounds and stuff and. They are unbelievable. As it just, yeah. you know, obviously I've got a connection with them because of the Beatles connection and, you know, I love all that. Um, but just as a piece of engineering, you know, obviously we get into it with all the guitar stuff that we talk about. But I don't think there's any sort of musical instrument that relies on the sort of pure mechanics to generate the sound as much as the Mellotron. It is bonkers how many like moving parts there are. How many and just the overall mechanism is unbelievable, and the fact it's, that they came yeah. out sort of late fifties, early sixties, you you wouldn't believe because you know now doing what they do, you'd either do it through samples or you do it through synthesis. That just wasn't available then. It was like I guess yeah. the first attempt at sampling. Well, that's that's the thing for me. It's it's the fact that during the I don't know if they were around in the. I didn't realise they were around in the 50s, but... Um, but I think it it's very fact... late 50s. The first... no. Let me just double-check okay. that. Hang on. But, but for me, it was the fact that people that early on, you, you consider sort of the evolution of modern music, it, that, that someone that early on was seeking to replicate a, a string arrangement without having them. Like, the, at the time, that, that, that must have been an incredibly progressive thinking. 1963, well, by the way. Um, I thought that they'd started working it earlier than that. But yeah, the first one released 1963. I see. I think um, that it, what was interesting is that at one point, there was a massive boom in the home organ. Is that people were literally, like, performing, you know, entire concert pieces of like here's a bass backing track and then i'm gonna play some strings over the top of it and just these like mental performances and i think this was just yeah. like it was part of that um and i love the fact you can buy a modern day recreation of it oh Ooh, it doesn't sound well. quite as good though like i do no, like it, it never will i really like will. the what's it called m400 m4000 d which is the modern one and it does sound really good but they actually I've... do several the melodrons that because you can also just buy the module 
to use they they do do a right. digital module that you can then buy you, you can then use your own keyboard got uh, it plugged in got with. it but and yeah, they the, also do like a single octave mellotron now as well the, I only know this because my synth player is literally buying one <laughs> right okay fine the, the 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 I did watch a couple of YouTube videos that were direct A B comparisons between you know a, an old mechanical tape one and the the digital one and like the digital one is wicked it's a great product and to not have to do any of the maintenance that you seem to have to do every five minutes on the actual you know analog mechanical one is yeah. probably a better option to go for but there is something about how like every single key sounds a bit different on the analog one on the original one you know it, yeah. it's, it's just got that kind of uh, the, the sort of magic that you can't describe because all of the tapes are slightly warped in a different way and, you know, the, they react slightly differently depending on which key you've got pushed down. It's, uh, yeah, go, go and check that out. It's That's a good thing, a good starter to, like, what these things are is look at the digital one versus the uh, an original one. It's it's a really interesting comparison. I think I, I'm, I mentioned it at the time, but you know, no one's going to remember, but I think on, like, the, well, on, on the... The second EP that I made with Polymath, we hired a, a real Mellotron into Brighton Electric and had it uh, had it delivered of down you did. so that we could play. Yeah. Did it? Did it sort yeah, of come, I remember did you it, talking about that. Did it include we, a sort of engineer with it who like fixed it when you broke it? <laughs> no, but uh, they did have to deliver it specifically because, um, like, they had to make sure you know that it came in in the right way so that nothing was, I guess, knocked that everything would still work functionally they had to deliver it like they couldn't just drop it off they had to bring it into the room and put it where it was going to be sat and stuff like that it was uh, no that, was... that's only that's only because it was you normally yeah, they're, they're fine they just <laughs> they saw you rock up at the i don't know mellotrons or us or wherever yeah. it is you hire these things from and they were like no actually we're gonna deliver this actually mate yeah it yeah. was it was for, for that record we got we got some grant from some uh, some form of grant mitchell uh, yeah, <laughs> we got some like grant to to make an, an EP, so we were sort of spending money. But I think it was like it was it was over three hundred pounds to have it for a for a, a couple of days. I think so. It was, uh, <laughs> but then it's you know it's over five grand to to buy one. So yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was listening to I think I think we talked about this last time the Mellotron came up, but I was listening to uh, an interview that Ian Lee did with one of the members of the Zombies. Um, the the kind of like late sixties British pop band, um, and they were talking about uh, the fact that they went in to record their album uh, Odyssey and the Oracle. I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like they they had Abbey Road just after the Beatles had finished uh, Sergeant Pepper's, and the Beatles had left behind it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it shows you the sort of money flying around the music industry at the time. The Beatles had just left behind their Mellotron at uh, Abbey Road. And so... Well, it, the, would have, so, it would have belonged to Abbey Road, actually. I don't think it did. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, almost certain it would at that at that point. It would have done. I know a lot of that stuff was sold off down the line. Okay. But um, almost certainly that belonged to Abbey Road. Because what the... I mean, maybe it's been twisted for a better story, but my understanding was that the Beatles had bought it and they just hadn't they hadn't picked it up yet. They just left it there. And because the zombies were in literally the next day or the next week or whatever they were just like well see let's just bloody use it mate and um and they used it and then it was collected not long afterwards I've got uh, a, um... yeah you may be right actually because yeah okay so 
the Mellotron for Strawberry Fields, which is probably its most famous appearance, um, was hired. So, yeah, I imagine Beatles right, used okay. it, and then it was going to get collected, and then the zombies ended up using it. Abbey Road did eventually buy one, um, just looking at this website according according to this website that i've not fact checked um <laughs> abbey road did buy one which is the one that paul mccartney now owns apparently um wow. amy's best friend's dad is the drummer in the zombies <laughs> oh really <laughs> and actually recorded um you know some of their most famous hits and was inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame last year and amy's friend went to that ceremony Amazing. very cool bizarre yeah time time of the season which is obviously their yeah biggest the big ever song hit. um yeah. yeah he's the the drummer in that band i was just like when i found that hey amy was like yeah i guess he was in some band and i'm like and i was like oh what band it's like the zombies i was like time of the season like one of the biggest songs of the 1960s yeah 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 you know well they, they and they like they uh, that's they'd broken up before the record came out i think um certainly before that song like got commercial success yeah so it's you know it's it's <laughs> I, I i'm sure we're not just talking about them because of the fact that you know they they they, they used some gear that uh John and Paul just hadn't gone to take back to Mellotron's R Us or wherever it was that they hired it from in the 1960s. Is there a Mellotron's R Us? I'm going to check. We should make that a t-shirt. I really, really (laughs) want to see a t-shirt in the Toys R Us font that says Mellotron's R Us. Us. Put that up on the Teespring. Great. Yeah, yeah, I might do. I tell you what, I I think we should start doing a little bit where we we have to pick an interesting thing that we've said and turn it into a new t-shirt at the end of every week and I'll have it made up. I'm into it. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a good idea. Anyway, you know we're um, we haven't done any news yet. And we're of course still... <laughs> not. We haven't done any news since like 2018, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about all the cool new guitars that I that I went to Wales to collect the other day, but we, let's leave that for let's leave that for another week until I actually get a chance to go through them all. Let's do some news. News. I managed to introduce the news then without saying, here's the jingle. I was, about, I was, I was actually going to pip in and just be like, here's the jingle. <laughs> Thank you for not. I feel that it was much more professional because uh, because we didn't do that. So well done. Well done, everyone, on that one. So first of all, um, Matt Knight, I want to talk about uh, a, a brand um, that we have been quite supportive of uh, when we've actually checked out their guitars, Court, and what they're doing now. Yeah, so the tie with Court is, um, I believe a few months ago, we mentioned that Matt Bellamy of Muse bought his all-time favourite guitar shop, uh, Manson's, uh, down so in cool. Devon. Yeah, so I think the, as that's, far as I'm aware... That's pretty cool, isn't it? To, to sort of go for, you know, for, for a guy who came from around there to, you know, to get to a stage where he can actually buy the guitar shop that... He, you know, he probably fawned, you know, after all yeah, the Yeah, I think, he, you know, he went in there f- from a kid. I don't know whether he bought his, like, first guitar from there or whatever. I but don't think it's the it's, shop, it's, though, is it? It's the um, it's no, the brand. It's, it's the, the custom shop. It's the brand. It's the brand. And then, I, no, I think it's he owns the brand, which also includes the shop. But I think Hugh Manson still has some involvement in it. But obviously they've built his custom guitars for years. I didn't realise until we went to the Birmingham Guitar Show how many other custom guitars they've built for people. Uh, Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age, Lady Gaga. Um, I think they built something for Madonna. Um, it's just like, you know, all these 
bizarre guitars, but obviously very well known for putting a fuzz factory and a chaos pad into a guitar for Matt Bellamy, which is used um, ever since, you know, the sort of second record. So now that Matt Bellamy's on board um, with Manson's, they've gone to the court factory where they were making some Matt Bellamy guitars before. And they are now doing the MBM1 Meta Series, um, which is the new um, court uh built uh, Matt Bellamy signature through Manson's. Um, so that kind of cool, sort of rounded, slightly, I'd say, squashed Telecaster uh, shape. Um, you've got the tunematic style bridge, volume tone, Manson design pickups, kill switch, uh, locking tuners. And uh, yeah, everything. The location of the kill switch is, is unusual, being on that top horn. I assume that's where Bellamy has always had it. Yeah, but I find I, that I, it's, it's a less usable sort of area, isn't it? It's somewhere yeah, that you have to move your hand to go to. I think when you've got loads of gain and you're using a fuzz factory, um, you're probably not hitting the strings that much. You're probably getting a fair bit of sustain <laughs> yeah, at that sure. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously everything carefully designed um, in conjunction with, with Matt Bellamy and the guys at Manson's. And I think just being able to offer a, um, you know, a Matt Bellamy guitar to the masses. I think, you know, I remember when I listened to Origin of Symmetry in 2001. Um, I reckon two thousand and one sounds about right. You reckon that? I think it's two thousand and three. Yeah, I think the first record was nineteen ninety nine. So I think this, yeah, two thousand one. I think two thousand and one. Yes, and I remember just going, "I want that guitar." It's just the coolest thing. And even now, I'm like, it would be cool to have a guitar with because you can go to them and say yeah i want one of the mirror finished ones that shoots lasers and it's got a chaos pad and a fuzz factory in it and uh i'm like yeah i don't really have like a spare like i think they start at two grand you can buy one of the website right now it's two grand yeah they're very expensive aren't they so um i thought you know this was a, a great option for people who you know matt bellamy is a guitar hero to so many people they are one of the biggest bands um you know, on the planet. And I think that's, it's great. I was talking to the guys at Manson's because for a while, I think when they did, when he, Matt Bellamy first came on board, they were actually Manson set up shop at Muse shows when they were on their last tour. What? And they had the expensive ones there. And they, they were saying like they sold one like every show. Wow. You know, because it was the same as the story behind the um, Gene Simmons axe base you know that he would spit blood at the show and then they would basically he would sign it they would hang it up on the merch stall at the end of the gig it was 10 grand and they sold one every single show um and you're just like yeah there's loads of people out there who love muse who would love i'm sure who love muse who don't really even play guitar but are like it's very cool that i can buy a Matt Bellamy guitar yeah and it's about time that they, they've made a sort of an affordable version i do feel like you, you know, when it, well, uh, this is kind of a personal thing, but when it comes to these sort of modern looking, modern spec guitars, I, I'm, I would, I don't think of them as being the things that should be too grand. <laughs> that, and, and, and I appreciate that the, the expensive models obviously are, but I'm far more likely to buy a modern guitar if it's affordable. Um, yeah. And so, you know, cracking. And we've, we've, we sort of raved about, um, you know, a friend of the podcast, Mikey Demas and, and his uh, Manson. And it's just. Man, a, that, is, that, is a, that is a wonderful guitar. Yeah, for Mikey it's just Demas. amazing guitar. So um, I wouldn't expect. I, I would 
expect that these would be, you know, equally um, as good, if not. I'm sure they're going to be great. Indian Laurel uh, fretboard. I know that's a random thing for me to suddenly point out, but um, interesting to see that because, of course, that's something that Squire have been using for for some time. Um, Good to see that wood being sort of, I guess, used more more often so that, you know, (laughs) I guess the community get used to the fact that Indian Laurel is the new sort of rosewood alternative. Um, but I haven't seen that on any fingerboards that haven't been Squire, so that's that's yeah. pretty cool. And um, I'm sure you could just buy a Chaos Pad, stick it on the front, um, <laughs> buy a Fuzz Factory and plug it in. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's a cool guitar. And hmm. um, Price, Manson Guitar Shop, which I'm, I'm guessing... I don't know if they'll be the only dealer. I'm guessing if you're a court dealer, maybe as well, but five, six, nine pounds uh, available oh, to really? order right now. Yeah. Wow. I didn't see cool. a price anywhere. So, yeah, it's news to me. But, yeah, it looks good for that on money. Manson's, uh, Manson's website. Got it on there now. Oh, very cool indeed. Um, Mark Packham. Hello there. What would you like to talk to us about? You can talk to us about either Walrus Audio or you can talk to us about pushy button pickup systems. Uh, did we not talk about the Walrus Audio last week? I don't remember. I definitely looked at it last week, but I know we ran out of time to do all the I news. I think we, we ran out of time. We ran out of right, time. Right, fine. Well, in that it. case, this is the thing that I want to talk about then. So brand new pedal from Walrus Audio, who we know makes some great overdrives. Um, you know, thinking about the 385, which is one of my favourite overdrives of all time. Absolutely. Which was, fantastic. It was aping fantastic. the sound of that film projector uh, yeah. turned, into a, turned into a preamp. Loved it. Um, they have just launched the Ages, uh, which they are calling a five-state uh, overdrive, um, basically with the idea being that you've got kind of five presets almost uh, in there um, that you can then use as the basis of the sound that you kind of shape around it. So it's a six-knob overdrive um, with volume, uh, dry mix uh, control, gain control, bass and treble control I believe is the other one um, but crucially um, it's got this stage uh, in fact I don't know what they actually label it on the pedal I'm looking at a very low res image right now and I can't see it um, but uh, they yeah basically there, there's a, 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 a sixth knob in there which controls uh, these five states I guess are five different sounds um, and they are uh, a low gain mode with symmetric silicon soft clipping compressed and smooth a low gain mode with uh, symmetric LED soft clipping pushed open and sparkly um, a high gain mode with uh, symmetric silicon soft clipping increased saturation and tight a uh, high gain mode with symmetric LED soft clipping saturated punchy and big um, and finally a high gain mode with symmetric silicon hard clipping uh heavy compression thick and chewy so five very distinct sounds on there um i had a quick listen to the demo and yeah it is doing a whole bunch of stuff if you want one go-to drive pedal to do a load of different tones that isn't mega money and also is in just a kind of single compact format um this might be the one to go for um price was 199 usd um and as we know with all the walrus stuff it's going to sound great build quality is great as well you know brand if it's something that you care about the aesthetics are really good it's just got a big woolly mammoth not woolly mammoth uh, just a big mammoth on the front of it um and yeah they're a cool brand you know support these these kind of smaller builders and uh, yeah i liked it a lot from the demo yeah uh, absolutely cool i can't wait to um to you know to be able to get a hold of this the the 385, I agree with you, Mark, one of the best drive pedals 
I've ever heard. Yeah. Just really simple, um, so, super yeah. simple. And this is kind of taking it to the next level. This doesn't have the kind of same simple layout. Obviously, like I said, it's a six knob overdrive, which is is a lot. But I'd imagine it's one of those pedals where like if you're doing a band where you need a ton of different sounds, it could be a go-to pedal. But to be honest, I think it's going to appeal more to people that just like to mess around with a bunch of different sounds. Um, I just like having a wet dry. I think that's yeah. kind of a, you know... That's the control that means a lot to me. Like the mode, you think that mode control, you're basically going to pick whatever your favorite one is. Yeah. And then, and then the the other controls are your standards. You know, your bass, your um, your your treble, and then your your gain and your volume. Um, so even though it is six knobs, it's still a very very simple unit. I think. Um, I, once I again, to, I, we'll, we'll, sorry, sorry Jay. Mark. I was just going to say, once again, Walrus coming out with something that is just, you know, absolutely fantastic, along with everything else that they do. You know, you you, you talk about the 385, but I've got the Julia here and uh, sorry, I've got the Lillian here. And Joe, you've got the Julian, uh, the Julia at home. We raved about the slow in uh, in gear of the year. And yeah, just they're just constantly bringing out new, cool, wicked stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I need to correct uh, a mistake earlier. It's actually not a mammoth. It is a mythical three-trunked warrior elephant on the front of the pedal. Is that where the name comes from? This was the, one of the first pedals I've seen where I'm like, what's the story behind the name? Yeah, can't I don't know why it's story. called the ages. Uh, yeah, I can't find the story either, but it's got a three-trunked elephant on it. I mean, what more do you need? Well, exactly. Exactly. If you're going to put something on your board, why not have a three-trunked elephant on it? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, very cool pedal. And what did we say it was? How much did we say it 199 was? 199 USD. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is a very reasonable price. So, listener, if you're looking for a new drive that maybe offers you a little bit more and has a wet-dry blend, then that could well be the answer. Jay Cross. Yes. Um, you've got a choice as well this week. I have you got, can... Joe, I'm going to cut across you. Yeah. I've got to talk about this pedal. This pedal okay. has been on the news for <laughs> about three weeks. And every time it nearly gets to a point where I'm like, I can finally talk about this pedal, we just run out of time because we're wittering on about something else. Yeah. I've got Your to other talk- option is an accessory as well. So I know Don't get me I wrong, I love an accessory. Option, take it. I love an accessory, but I've got to talk to you about RPX. RPS effects. We which is, should have talked about this weeks ago. Okay, we really so should. RPS effects, which is a company that was new to me, um, and actually looking at their Facebook page, whereby they have uh, 246 followers, I would suggest it's probably new to most people listening to this podcast. Um, RPS effects make a bunch of very very cool looking pedals they're um, from uh, they're from pittsburgh which they're from is pittsburgh pennsylvania Re- audio oh pennsylvania pennsylvania right. represent yeah of course um and um the arcade machine which is the pedal we're going to be talking about now is just one of the most guitar nerds-esque products i've ever come across so <laughs> okay essentially it is a mixer okay so you've got your in you've got an out and you've got an expression in as well and what you what what it does is it t- takes your signal and it turns it into a square wave uh and then it allows you to add other octaves so you've got um you've got six knobs across the top the middle uh one of the middle ones is your just your standard signal so your guitar signal goes in turns into a square wave you can then control the volume of that 
you've got uh, two octaves down, one octave down, one octave up, and two octaves up. So a lot of choice there. I've been reading the manual, and it does say, excuse me, it does say that if you add in more than one octave, the pedal does get confused and it will go super glitchy, um, which is probably what some of us would want and not what others would want. (laughs) Yes, there we go. You've also got an interval control, which allows you to add a um, like uh, uh, an interval to the original signal across all 12 tones. So minor second, major second, minor third, major third, etc etc all the way out to major seventh and uh i said that with so much authority i almost believed that i knew what i was talking about now (laughs) clearly i don't but i assume some of you do um you've then go on matt i was gonna say so this actually yeah uses it's based off a circuit called the pll phase phase lock loop loop, which is the same uh basis that things like the data corruptor Uh from earthquake are based off so yeah it's really it's um i think the original pll device you can still find on some second hand sites but they're like three grand wow basically so um, y- you've got that you've also got uh, alongside that you've got um a gate control which will allow you to go super glitchy or get a bit more continuity if you're looking for kind of a cleaner weird analog synth sound um and on the other side you've also got uh modulation so you've got depth and rate controls to get like really weird vibrato-y chorusy type sounds now all of that is well and good the thing that's really important here is basically it makes your guitar sound like donkey kong that is like absolutely <laughs> start to finish if you listen to the demos that are on uh the, the company have put up on their facebook and up on um up on the internet at the moment Mate, honestly, it just sounds like you're playing a Donkey Kong arcade machine. And it's just, it sounds incredible. It's absolutely amazing. Like when you see them uh, switching, like turning some of the knobs, turning the interval knobs, and then like turning the gate up and down and messing around with the vibrato. This looks like absolutely hours of fun. And basically, this is a company from from what I can see, nobody knows who they are. Um You've you've absolutely got to go and check this out. So this is RPS FX Arcade Machine. It, this this is fantastic. It looks so oh, and it looks amazing. Like there's so many colours on there. It's so gaudy. Um, I I mean I th- I think this looks amazing. I I'm so excited about this pad. I really want to give one a go. Just get a uh, uh, random tone generator. Plug that in. You don't even need a guitar anymore. Bloody lovely! Like just re- the other thing that that they made it do on the uh, on the demos, whether intentional or not, was it sounded like. And actually, this is probably the best descriptor I can think of of the the sound of this pedal. Is it sounds like a fight scene from Pokemon from the Game Boy Pokemon games? It's wicked. It's uh, like I could watch demos of this all day. I absolutely loved it, and I really recommend everybody checks it out. Yeah, I can't believe it's taking us this long to talk about this pedal. Uh, this is an incredible pedal. Very cool indeed. Did you say a price, Jay Cross, on this? No, at all? it says $265 right, is okay. what they've got it up for. By the looks of things, uh, yeah, in fact, it's not released yet. So it is released. Uh, it'll be, it's coming out next month. So it's up for pre order. $265. Um, 
the, some of the stuff on this website looks wicked. They do some great looking pedals. Um, so the uh, some of the other things they've got, they've got the warp drive analog delay, uh, the tremulous maximus tremolo slash amplitude <laughs> modulator, um, the bit reactor, which is a down sampler slash bit crusher. Um, Ooh, I like the name down sampler as an alternative name for bit crusher. Yeah, totally. Um, this uh, the other thing that you need to know about this company is their website looks like the Space Jam website. Um, so it looks yes. like this. It really it looks like they made their website in 1998 and then just haven't touched it since. I think that's uh, a choice, though. I oh, actually, I mean, of course it is because they've got like the Facebook and the Instagram logos down at the bottom, yeah, so you yeah. can click through. Um, but yeah, this this looks wicked. What a great, what a cool company. I don't know. I don't know anything else about them other than the fact that they're from Pittsburgh. Um, we should try and get in touch will, with them and find out what the deal is. Because yeah, yeah, this this is wicked. Really, really cool. Um, another thing that was good uh, that I saw from this was on one of the demos they utilised a uh, Electro Harmonics eight step, um, the eight step program. Oh, yeah. And uh, also on the website uh, to make it easier for you to use that because they think it will be so uh, so useful for the pedal is you can actually download a uh like a transfer basically that you can just stick over the top if you do have one of these um eight step programmers you can just they, they've got a little pdf there where you can print that off and just stick it over the top and it will show you basically how to use it with with the arcade machine oh um, that's so cool it's, it's, it's a cool. really really cool looking product and um and it sounds fantastic so yeah i'm very excited about this i think it'd be great to uh to to give one a go yeah, sounds absolutely wicked. Now, we are drawing to the end of this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, listen to an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerds every week over on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You can also find that in the description of this podcast. This week is the final episode in Mark Packham's solo series, Gear, There and Everywhere, where he has been... Um, he has been discussing a new piece of Beatles memorabilia equipment each week, uh, which has been great. So your final, what's your final episode on um, this week? It's actually not a single piece this time around. As, to be honest, none of them have about, been about single things because the first one was about uh, two strats. Actually, that's a lie. The second one was about Paul McCartney's Rick and Backer bass. Third one was about uh, all of the Beatles owning casinos. And this one is about just Vox amps in general. The Beatles' relationship to Vox, the amps that they use, where they appeared. Um, and, uh, yeah, a bit of the kind of lore around that. Very cool indeed. So uh, join us on uh, Patreon to hear all about that you can join patreon at the dollar tier which will get you this episode ad free and early at the five dollar tier you'll get access to all our bonus series including uh mark series gear there and everywhere um and of course our entire back catalog of other mini series and at the ten dollar tier you can become an executive producer and enjoy all those benefits plus the prestigious honor of having your name featured in our podcast outro song sung by me um, yes, well, that's that's it. You can uh, you can follow us on all the major social platforms with at Guitar Nerds. Oh, there's one other thing I've been adding to the Patreon recently. Actually, it's the um, it's the spoken scripts from all our YouTube videos. So if you're not in a position, this was requested by one of our listeners. If you're not in a position necessarily to watch any of our top five or top ten um, countdown videos on YouTube, but you want to hear my dulcet tones, then. Uh, I am uploading the audio of all of our uh, 
uh, all of our videos so you can hear me counting down the various pieces of equipment and I will be uploading extended versions of those in the future so whilst you know the top five most iconic Stratocasters of all time might be a five minute video there's of course much more to them and much more of an interesting story that I really have to cut around to make a kind of short you know YouTube video so I will be uploading the full unedited versions of all the bits and bobs I discuss about those onto the Patreon in the future Ooh, you can join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum where there's much fun to be had Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Bye-bye. Cheers, gang. Bye. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 